This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. Got an interesting tweet on the uh, Gillette ad topic. Yeah. I don't understand people seeking out viewing an advertisement that isn't funny. So glad I haven't watched it. You don't understand people seeking out viewing the Gillette ad, especially because it isn't funny. Hmm. I guess my response to that would be, if you ignore cultural rot, does the culture yet rot? If the answer to that is yes, then perhaps instances like the present Gillette ad, and uh, as we found out, uh, a previous Harry's ad, yeah, that they yanked yesterday. Should be confronted and discussed, not ignored. I mean, if you think, you know, culture and uh, the values reflected in societal interaction are important, I, I suppose. So interesting. Because uh, it, it turns out um, uh, companies spend uh, millions and millions of dollars advertising on television and elsewhere because it's persuasive, because mm-hmm. it has impact. You know what I mean? And maybe Gillette just did this to get attention because they are getting a lot of attention around the world for this ad. Not an ad, by the way, that didn't show one razor. All right. The uh, had another premise. The uh, what I've seen, at least at the outside of the show, about 10 million views on their YouTube channel for their ad running about two and a half to one thumbs down. Uh, I suppose that's some modest positive takeaway. Uh, the other thing I mentioned, Harry's, just in case people are shopping for a new purveyor of razors and shaving products. Uh, Harry posted, uh, Harry's the mm-hmm. you know, razor outfit, uh, tweeted a uh, year ago, November. Today is International Men's Day. Believe it or not, that's a thing. Now more than ever, being a man depan- demands uh, introspection, humility, and optimism. To get a better tomorrow, we need to take a look at today. Boy, very Hallmarkian. Wow. And at the misguided stereotypes that got us here in the first place, uh, David French picked this up at NRO, and he suggests that uh, uh, this Harry's offering that has since been taken down because Harry's just trying to capitalize on what Gillette's done to themselves is actually worse than the Gillette ad because he suggests the Harry's message is good things are bad. What the Harry's ad did, since it's no longer available, is uh, post-aspirational, male-oriented statements like be tough, be a rock, be a man, be the breadwinner, and cross them out. French characterizes that as uh, almost like a parody of modern woke attacks on masculinity. For more on this topic, we're pleased to be joined by the executive executive director of Touchstone Magazine. He's Doug Johnson, and he's the friend I mentioned yesterday. Oh, that's right. With the alternative uh, ad that could be done uh, reclaiming masculinity and pointing out maybe the some of the sources of these problems that Gillette tried to highlight in their ad, you know, of predatory male conduct. Uh, perhaps people take a little walk down memory lane of the last two years. You'll remember um, of the things in common between a Harvey Weinstein and a Kevin Spacey and a Matt Lauer and a Charlie Rose and every other uh, Predatory male in Hollywood media, feminist men of the left, if you will. Doug Johnson, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for having me on, Dan. So you wrote a piece um, 
last year about um, the feminist man, the fe- excuse me, the feminist gentleman. What is the feminist gentleman? Because a lot of men these days, men of the left influencing men across the spectrum, want to be considered feminist gentlemen. Right. The, uh, I, I took the phrase from a, <clears throat> an essay by Whitaker Chambers, uh, who said when he was at, um, when he was at Columbia, there was this, and I'm forgetting the, the phrase that they used, but there was a, a phrase one of his professors used to say, you know, men of a certain stature and of a certain, um, they've reached a certain rank in sociability in, in, uh, in academia should have a certain freedom to do what they want. So that the men like Charlie Rose and Matt Lawrence and those you're talking about, and, you know, we saw the impact of it, that the, 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 an elite, invariably very left-wing um, male gets to do, should have the, a little bit more freedom to do what he wants in the world. So this is uh, Thomas Frank wrote about this, a man of the left, what's the matter with Kansas, uh, when the when Harvey Weinstein was first exposed, pun intended, uh, and he basically said the men, the Hollywood people like Harvey Weinstein, they're feminists. Harvey Weinstein's famous uh, initial statement about how he's focused on going after the NRA, being a man of the left, being a feminist man in a place like Hollywood was the way to get the license to behave like the cretin that Harvey Weinstein was. Exactly. And also, let's take it from another angle with feminism. Uh, Alice von Hildebrand, she has a, a great interview with Eric Metaxas, and you can see online. And uh, she makes the point that feminism is the enemy of femininity. That, you know, the idea of a woman um, who preserves her femininity, who demands a lot from a man in terms of manners and, and proper behavior, that is the enemy of feminism. And it's a huge benefit to the man on the make, which is what the Harvey Weinsteins and the Matt Laurels are. Um, so, yeah, it cuts both across both sexes. All right. Well, with this Gillette ad, what bothers you most? Oh, my goodness. I mean, the bothers you most is that it seems to be so – well, a couple things. It's so focused on stirring hatred. I mean, there's and, – and what's, what's fascinating to me about it is there's no way, there's no way this came as a surprise. I assure you – Gillette with $40 billion in sales and part of the Procter & Gamble empire, they knew full well well the reaction would be wholly negative. They focused groups fully, and they said, look, people are going to be yelling and screaming about this. Um, We'll get our name out there. We'll be on every news program. Maybe we'll pull it in a few days and say we'll do an apology or something. But they're saying the way to make money is to go after not just men and specifically in that ad. They really wanted to go after white man, um, it, not, not in the, uh, the uh, text of the ad, but in the images if you watch it play by play. So it's it gotten to the point where, hey, you want to make money? Really make people hate each other. And I, I, I mean, apparently they believe this will work and they know more about it than I do, so maybe it will. But, I mean, I just can't imagine ever putting down money for a Gillette product again. Well, could you think maybe they're targeting women since we make 80% 5% of the purchasing products in our home that maybe they're reaching out to us like, hey, men can do better. Men can be better. Not just men. And I know it was, you know, dumbing down of your behavior for older gentlemen, but for younger 
you know, prepubescent teens or young teenage boys for them to see that ad. I didn't think it was a bad idea. I showed it to my two sons. Uh, and you, you liked it? You personally liked the ad? There's one part I didn't like about the, the TV sitcom where the guy was squeezing the, the maid's butt or motioning that he was doing that. I thought that was stupid because as we've broken down, you know, a few times there that that TV sitcom never existed. You know, at- right, and then immediately after that, they cut to the audience, which is exclusively white men mm-hmm. who are all laughing their heads off, pretty much older white men. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think you're right that the ad, they said, hey, look, it, it, I think they probably, that was undoubtedly part of the calculation, that uh, women would respond to this hatred of men and white men, more th- obviously more than men would. Um, but I... I, honestly, I'm, I'm a little baffled. I mean, I am baffled. I, I was when I'm watching the, uh, I watched a lot of online commentary about it. One of the, the left wing, um, <clears throat> so uh, Young Turks that fe- they're featured on the ad, and they're and they are livid that people are upset about the ad, even though on the first day it was about a nine to one, down votes versus up votes on YouTube. Now after all the hullabaloo yesterday, now it's about seven to one, but. And then even on like a really left-wing paper like The Guardian in England, and this was produced in England, the ad by a company called Sumsuch, even there it's two to one, uh, the, the down votes to the up votes on, on the video. So the reaction, you know, I, you know you're probably right, that you're undoubtedly right, that they're, they're counting on men or women liking this, the, the message of, of this hatred, but I, I just don't see it. I, Stand corrected if their sales go up, but uh, you know we'll see what happens. Well, maybe when they followed up with the uh, a, a tutorial on the Knights of Columbus, uh, maybe that, <laughs> that that could be their next ad featuring Kamala Harris or some something like that. Another group that it's okay to uh, to you know to to as you said induce hate in the direction of. Uh, with respect to um, uh, the idea of um, the gentleman. Uh, Part of it, it seems to me, is just sort of taking a step back and saying, isn't it an amazing point that we are in our culture where you have some people saying, you know, thank you to Gillette, Our Lady of Gillette, for instructing America and American men on how to be civilized beings? Yeah, I mean, honestly, even the... The, the idea of of advertising we're going to educate you what's wrong with you and and here you go and please take this lesson be better than the horrible person that you are and as they say in the ad <laughs> we're not saying all people all men are bad but some of them are good and they actually use that they say some some are good uh so now go out there and buy our products Hey, they must know this is going to work. We'll see. I, I, I'll be baffled if it does. But uh, I mean, the New York Times. This is this is hardly a fringe thing. The New York Times editorial board hired a woman for for their board, Sarah Young, who has not one or two, but literally hundreds of tweets saying how much she hates men, in particular white men. She described them as uh, they should. She says they're genetically predisposed to. Um, being goblins groveling beneath the earth. I mean, that is that's a little much. That that's that's about as mainstream as you get. Uh, New York Times editorial board in terms of the reach of their message. Well, I mean, what the hell? We're about to have a march on uh, 
uh, this weekend, even though that has been, you know, even though the DNC and all these left wing groups have walked away from it because the anti-Semitism endemic to the P-Hat March uh, is uh, so high profile, so public now that they can't endure it. These other left wing groups that would otherwise turn a blind eye to it. So they're pulling out. But you're still going to have uh, tens of thousands, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of women running around in P-Hats uh, well, cheering uh, Ashley Judd and Madonna on the uh, this weekend. Please don't tell me Ashley Judd's coming back. But that's, I wonder how many point. repeat customers that they're going to have. You know, like how many people are going to come back there at the, at the march last year. The, the, well, the, but, but my point is the fact it's happening. And, and you want to, it's like this is not, to your point, Doug, this is not a fringe New York Times editorial board. I mean, it's a populist movement. It's not just for, you know, elites in, at uh, high-minded, quote-unquote, high-minded institutions. Yeah, and and look at I mean I turned I don't have a TV but I I happened to see one the other day, and I saw Matt Lara is still apparently working at NBC. There's not really what are the repercussions to this? Um, at least I thought it was him, but I, who I saw. Um, yeah, look alike. It, it was a white guy. It, it is just it is stunning, and uh, yeah. We'll just have to sit back and wait and see. Well, you, what, how the market responds. So uh, I uh, I read the the little uh, script that you came up with as a counter ad, but I mean. To, the, the point here, if, if the idea is to raise civilized young men to be uh, civilized adult men, um, what's the model to follow if it's not uh, the instructions provided by Gillette? Well, the model to follow, and I'm, I work with Touchstone Magazine, and uh, so it's the easy answer is the model to follow is Christ. And the now, that's a little bit too quick, um, because there are the Bible— Scripture in general lays out page after page of models of of what is expected of men as men and as women as as women. And we've followed that for three thousand years, and it's only been really in the last hundred years that the wheels have really started to fall off of that. There's always been problems, but all the what's taken as axiomatic today wouldn't even been thought of. I mean, if you even went back to your most left-wing politicians of 15 years ago, none of them in a million years would have been walking around saying, I stand for men who cross-dress as women. And that's what we have, that's what we have to all be about today. So there's a way that, that's caught them up. They have no, there's no constraints. And you have to have something that constrains you in your life. That as gentlemen, that you're part of being a gentleman or central to being a gentleman is being um, is having something higher than yourself as an autonomous man that you owe an allegiance to something, and that's what we get to the church. He is Doug Johnson. He's executive director of Touchstone Magazine, which you should uh, check out. Highly recommend. Doug, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Sure, thanks for having me on. And he joined us on our Turnkey dot Pro Answer line. It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.